people of hope, how are you today? Wonderful to see you. Ah, oh, God is good. And these little invitations, let me just encourage you. We are praying and uh, asking for you to pray with us September 14 and 15, a special weekend that we're praying that many of your friends will be invited and we'll be able to introduce them to a life of faith and making commitments for Christ. So this is a, a strategic weekend. We'd like you to pray over these cards. We'd like you to give them to your friends, your neighbors, your enemies, everyone. And uh, let's be an invitational church, and let's just see God do amazing things. We are in our series uh, of living life to the fullest and uh, aligning the passion of our heart with the passions of God. So here's what we've been talking about if you're catching up. You can go online and get these messages. First week we talked about having a passion for God's presence and really praying that God's presence would show up in our lives, not just academically, but literally while we are together today, the presence of God could manifest. We have then talked about a passion for the cross, not as a, just a symbol or a piece of jewelry, but a passion for the cross as a way of life. Last week we talked about a passion for forgiveness because when we live in uh, understanding of forgiveness, our life with God is clear and our life with others is clear and it gets better and stronger. And then today we are talking about a passion for getting things done which is another way of saying work without using a four-letter word. Getting things done. Because uh, this weekend is Labor Day weekend. And it's kind of a weird holiday. Um, I said in the first service, I never have ever received a Labor Day card. And then someone quickly made one for me after the first service. So I now have received my first Labor Day card ever in my life. Wow. But we don't, we don't put up trees. There's not like a Labor Day tree. It's a, a day that we think about labor. And let me tell you, Jesus understands work. Uh, Jesus was raised in a carpenter's house. He was an apprentice to his father. And he spent years working. He knew what it was to sweat. In fact, when he chose his disciples that would become apostles, he chose laborers, by and large fishermen. Over half of his disciples knew how to make a living by the sweat of their brow because work is important. In fact, in your study guide, you can pull it out. In Genesis chapter 2, you'll see that God placed humanity in the garden to work. Because Adam learned how to work by the example of the Heavenly Father. God is a worker. How many of you know how the Bible opens up? Like the opening line of the Bible. How many know the opening line of the Bible? How does it go? God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. Mm, verse 2 is a little more foggy. And the, and the earth was, remember, the earth was without form and void, 
and darkness. You know, remember these words, okay? The earth was without form and void and darkness. Without form and void and darkness. Now, there's a theory, and I'm not going to go into it, between what happened in verse 1 and verse 2, but we come into verse 2, and the earth is dark and, and void. Another word for void is empty or nothing. Nothing. Get this, get this. Because God steps into the nothingness and does somethingness. I just made that word up. Now, just get this, because here's the opening book of the Bible. Now, get this, because it's important, because there's a call in your life to do nothing. In fact, uh, labor doesn't work when labor wants to get as much money as possible for doing nothing. Just think about that. And that call to nothingness does not come from the Spirit of God. Because God steps into the nothingness and does somethingness, he creates the heavens and the earth. He makes the world beautiful because he works the work of creation. And he puts that in Adam, and he puts that in Eve, and he'd like to put that in you, that your work would be beautiful. And on this Labor Day weekend, I'd like us to reflect on a passion for work. The amens are just incredible in the house. I can just see you are so happy you came today. Just so thrilled. Now, get your study guides out if they were in your weekly. And uh, let's walk through developing a passion for accomplishment and getting things done. And the first thing I'd like to point out is this, that when you show up for work, that you show up to work, get this, for the glory of God. Everyone say, for the glory of God. That you show up to work for the glory of God. Here is what the Bible calls us to in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Whatever you eat or whatever you drink, whatever you do, whatever you work at, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God of God. Another verse that Jesus gives to us about the same subject is Matthew chapter 5, and he says, let your light so shine before humanity, before others, before men, that they might see your good, good works. So they're going to see something about the way you work, and they're going to say it's good, and because it's good work, they're going to glorify the Heavenly Father. There's something about the way you work. Now, let's ask the question as we think about Jesus calling us to be light in our work. How do we do that? How do you show up for work and be light? Does that mean that you bring your flashlight and shine it in people's eyes? No. You bring light to your work by the way you choose to speak when you're at work. Light is in you. It's in your heart. I promise you, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. There's light in you, but you need to let that light out of you, and you do it by the words that come out of your mouth. Good words, <laughs> right? Bad words are not light. 
good words are also light comes out of the action of your hands what you choose to do and thirdly the attitude of your heart get these three things light shines out of you these three ways by the words you speak by the actions you take and by the attitude of your heart your words your actions and your attitudes should be different because they're good because when you show up for work, you show up to glorify God. Your work is a worship. You just don't show up to get a paycheck. You're showing up with a whole different point of view. You're showing up to glorify God so that when people watch you do good work, they go, you know you are different. There is something different about you. Uh, we notice that when everyone is in the corner gossiping about everybody else, uh, you don't participate because your words are good. And let me tell you, you may not know this, but when, when, um, when someone gossips to you about someone else, I promise you they're gossiping about you behind your back. Just, that's, a, that's a life lesson right there. But they'll say, you're different at work. I notice that when everyone, when everyone is cutting down administration, when everyone's complaining about the boss, I notice you don't participate. Your words are always good words. We notice that when you show up, you work hard. Like, you, you show up on time, uh, you show up early, and you show up to work. Wow. You're not trying to get something for nothing. There's something different about you. What is it? And here's where you get to glorify God. Because they've seen your good work, they become to know that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. And in your workplace, they should know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ. And hopefully that brings glory to God. It doesn't bring glory to God when you are gossiping in the corner with everybody, when you're slacking off and they see it, when you're showing up late. When you don't work good, you can't glorify God. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Now, you, you're not saved by doing good work. You're saved by the good work God has done. But once you are in the family of God, once God's spirit is in you, he wants you to do good. Paul writes that to us in the book of... Um, Titus, and he says, Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us from the lawless deeds, that's sinfulness, and purify for himself his own special people. That's you. You are his own special people. You're his own special people. And as you are special people, what should you be doing? You should have a zealousness, a passion for good works. A passion for for good works because when you show up to work get things done you show up with an attitude I'm here today uh, to worship God Isn't that different I'm here today to glorify God with what I do that's the first thing second thing I want to talk to you and you can follow along in your study guide is this that we have a passion for work when we understand that the objective of work, the goal of work, is so that we can share the love of God. To share the love of God. Paul writes to us a very important teaching when he writes to us in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, here's, here's good advice from Ephesians 4. 
Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Let's say amen to that. <laughs> if you've been stealing, stop it. Okay? How many would just agree? That's good advice right there. There's, there's truth right there. If you've been stealing. Now watch this in the context of work. Because <laughs> some people show up for work to try to get as much money as they can get for doing as little work as they can. Not you, but I'm sure maybe you know somebody like this. They show up for work to try to get as much money as they possibly can make by doing as little work as they can. And let me tell you, friends, stop stealing. That's, that's stealing. He says, stop that. Stop stealing and work. Do something useful with your hands. There's good advice. And I promise you, if you show up for work to glorify God, you are doing something useful with your hands. Because everybody that works with you needs to see the light of God. And you show up to do something useful with your hands. And then you will have extra. You will have something so that you'll be able to do what? Share with those in need. Can you get this? As you work, I am praying as your friend, as your pastor, as your minister, I am praying that you will prosper. That's, I'm praying that you'll work hard. I'm praying you'll glorify God. And I'm praying that God will bless your socks on. I don't want to bless your socks off. I want them blessed on. That's even better. Who wants to have your socks blessed off? I want them blessed on. And some shoes on those socks and some trousers to go with it. Hallelujah. Why? I want you to prosper in your work so this verse can be fulfilled, that you will have something to share with people who are in need. When you are a tithing partner with this church ministry, you are sharing with people who are in need. In fact, you are sharing with the deepest need of humanity, which is a spiritual need, for people to connect with their creator, their heavenly father, and to come into right relationship with the heavenly father through the work of Jesus Christ. That's the greatest need of humanity. And when you share with us the tithe that comes in, you partner with that and you bless people at the deepest level of their life, their spiritual need. In fact, when we baptized people last weekend, in the Gulf of Mexico, thanks be to God, no red tide. Hallelujah, forgot that. And no hurricanes last week. Hallelujah, it was a great day. It was hot. How many of you were there? It was hot. It was a hot baptism. It's hot. But we baptized in, in three languages. We baptized in the Espanol and in the Portuguese and in the English. We baptized. Why? Because this church ministry is moving forward in every language we possibly can. We, we, we need to start some more languages. I just found out today, maybe you didn't know this, but there is a festival in Sarasota that 30,000 Hungarians come to. I'm working on them. I was witnessing to a guy at Best Buy. If you go down there, join with me and witness to him. He's Hungarian. I said, we have Hungarian people at our church. You must come. And Frank, he's a Hungarian. We have a new Hungarian. I just found out the Hungarians are coming. We need to baptize more Hungarians and some more French people. And uh, we need, we need, why? 
because people have that deep spirit. When you work with us, you're helping people. Now, not only spiritual needs, physical needs. You, when you have extra, when you work hard and you have extra, you can share with those who are in need. For example, thanks be to God right now, the hurricane is out at sea, but there's going to be need because it's hitting. It's a cat five this morning because it's, it's pretty much standing still, just soaking up hot water. And it turned to a fire, and it's going to hit the Bahamas, and, and, and there's going to be work to do in the Bahamas. And you know who should step up? This is why you need to prosper. So you have extra, so you can share with people when they're in need. So that's why you show up for work with an attitude of doing good work and being blessed. And I promise you, if you work hard, you will be promoted. You'll either be promoted by your boss or someone else will figure you out. That's how life works. Sometimes I'm in a restaurant and someone is waiting on me and they're so outstanding, I just say, you are not long for being a waiter in a restaurant. You are going somewhere. And they say, yes, I am. Because they know it. So we, we actually work hard so that we will have extra so we can share the love of God. Spiritually helping people, physically helping people. But that's why we show up and we don't work less. We work more because that gives us passion. If you show up for work with a passion to glorify God and to bless others, then you will be blessed. The third thing, watch this, that, that you, need to, you, need to, you need to know who is your boss when you work, and you need to understand, number three, that you are working for the Lord. This is, this is a huge concept, and I want to make sure you walk away today with it. You actually are working for the Lord. Colossians chapter 3 says, whatever you do, whatever work you do, now how many, whatever you do, how many would your job fit under that description? Okay, let me just try it. Okay, whatever you do, how many of your jobs fit under that job description? And okay, and also let me get my retired friends. Because if you retire into nothingness, you are in Genesis 2 in void and darkness. That's a dangerous place to be. I'm just going to show you the tendency to do nothing does not come from God. Even when you retire, we had a guy retire this last week. I saw him on Wednesday. He said, two more days and I'm retired. I said, thank God, and then you can work with the church. It's true. They know this. Watch. They know this. Those of you in life insurance know the actuarials that if guys stop working and do nothing, they die. Be careful. It's why I'm working my dad at 83 so hard. Just keep working. I don't want him to die. Keep working him. Because even when you're retired, uh, Remember the verse that uh, Paul said, um, you should work uh, because you eat? Remember the, the, just the, the coalition of those things? The coalition of when you, it's in your study guide, when you eat, you should work. Remember that? Uh, how many of you that are retired still eat? Just putting those things together for you. That if you're eating, there should be, there's a work for you now. There's a work for you. So this is whatever. This whatever is all-inclusive. Whatever, whatever you do, watch this, do it with all your heart. 
So you show up every day, not like, get this, not like the 65% of Americans who, Americans who hate their job. Over half of the Americans go to work every day going, oh, God. But may it not be you. May you show up for work saying, I am here to glorify God. I'm actually light in a dark place. And some of you work in some dark places. On purpose, God puts you there so that you could be light and shine. So whatever you do, do it with all your heart, all your heart with a passion, remembering this, that you do it for the Lord. Verse 24, you are working for the Lord. Now, there is a misconception, and I want to clear it up today. Listen very carefully. It's a misconception, and it's unhealthy, that when it comes to working, there is uh, sacred work, ministry work, and then there is secular work, which is secular. And I have sometimes people say, oh, Scott, I wish I could do like, like every day like you, just work for the Lord and be in the ministry. And I say, stop right there. You are in the ministry. Please understand this. Whatever you do, whatever, if you make donuts, do it with all your heart. Make the best donuts that possibly can be made on the face of the earth. And then tell me where you work, because I'd like to go have some of those donuts. And I'll, I'll fight my way through all the police officers. <laughs> Did I go too far there? Did I go? Okay. Please, uh, cut that out of any recordings. I did not say that. I didn't say it, and when you get the tape, it will not be on the tape. It'll just, please remove that remark from whatever recording. I do not want to be held liable. The, the operators of this church are not responsible for the content of its minister. It says, whatever you do, do it with all your heart, because you're doing it for the Lord. If you add up numbers, if you are an accountant, you, that is your ministry. There isn't this ministry, secular, sacred work, and this secular, whatever the other one is. What would you say? Stop that. Don't say, secular, that's it, secular. Thank you. It's all, listen, it's all spiritual. It's all spiritual. And every job that is represented in this room is your ministry. It is your ministry. It, it, you show up for work as a minister because you are working unto the Lord. It's not Publix that is your boss. It's not Sarasota um, uh, Hospital that is your boss. It's not the school board that is your boss. You're not even self-employed. You are working unto the Lord. It's you, 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 every, you, uh, you are in the, your work is your ministry. When you take it unto the Lord. That's what he says. You're working unto the Lord. So when you approach your ministry, 
pray over your ministry. Pray, pray over it. Say, Lord, I'm go- today, whatever I'm doing, even if you're retired, you got some things to do. Lord, my, my ministry is these things that I have to get done. I'm going to do it with a passion. I'm going to do it for the glory of God. I'm going to do it to share the love of God. And, Lord, I'm showing up for my ministry today, and I pray that I would have a heavy anointing in my ministry. Lord, anoint me for my ministry. How many are glad that your pastor prays before he comes out here and asks for God's anointing? Absolutely, absolutely. But, 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 your ministry is every bit as important as what I'm doing now and maybe more. Because I work with a lot of people that know God. You may work with some that don't. And your ministry is to help them see the glory of God in you, see the love of God in you as you work unto the Lord. So pray over your ministry. When you show up for work, speak words of hope. Speak words of edification to others. Speak words of encouragement to other people. Speak words of comfort to people. Show up with the right stuff in your mouth. And come with the attitude of a servant. Come to serve your fellow employees, no matter what you're working at, there's some other people, to serve them. How can I, how can, how can your day possibly be better because I showed up for work today? Serve them. When your customers come, serve them with all your heart, not half your heart, not with a bad attitude, but with an attitude that comes directly from the Spirit of God. You serve your customers and your work becomes your ministry because you're working for the Lord. The last thing I'll point out is this. That when you do this unto the Lord, when your labor becomes your ministry and you work for the glory of God and to share the love of God and with the Lord as your senior, the one you really report to, then you can expect an eternal reward. You can work for eternal rewards. Verse 24 of Colossians 3 says, remember that you will get a reward from the Lord. Now, I hope, I hope you get a paycheck. I hope, I hope you do. I hope, how many are, would you like to get one this week or every two weeks or however your money comes? How many would like to get one? Okay. But more than your paycheck, when you get this, that your work is your ministry, there is a reward system that it does not fade away, does not depreciate. The hurricanes can't take it away. <laughs> it's eternal. It's eternal. And when you get a sense that your work is producing something eternal, and you're working for the glory of God, and there is et- and the greatest reward you can get to, in heaven is not a bigger mansion. Those, those of you who are taking notes, that, you will get one. That's not the greatest reward. That's a, that's a sidelight. The greatest reward you will have in eternity is friends, family members, co-workers, even enemies that were at once far away from God, but by the light of your life, by the glory of God shining through you, the hope of Christ shining through you, they used to be far away from God, but because of your ministry, your work ministry, they are now in the family of God, and they are with you in heaven. That's the greatest reward you will ever receive. Come on, let's affirm that. Let's just, let's just affirm that. Uh, I'm not, I'm not working for a bigger mansion. I said in the first service, I'll say it again, I would rather be homeless in heaven and have more people with me because I can always go live with my dad. 
Not that one. <laughs> the, real, the big one and the big daddy. I'll go, just go to his house. The greatest reward we have is influencing others so that one day when we all appear before the Lord, Jesus will look into your eyes and say, well done. And the way that you'll hear him say, well done, is by doing well. Having a passion for getting things done. And he says, then you can enter into the joy of the Lord. And I just think that joy of the Lord, when you do it right, isn't just waiting for me in heaven. That when I approach my work in the right way, I actually have joy in my work. Because I'm glorifying God. And I'm sharing the love of God. And I'm working for the Lord. And I can go to work happy. There is a, maybe you know this, it's a famous Disney um, song. Disney has a lot of famous Disney songs. But uh, uh, Snow White. Remember Snow White? Snow White had seven friends. They were the seven dwarfs. And they have a very famous song out. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard it. Maybe you know it. It's very famous. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's... But that's not... <laughs> you guys are too much. Let me tell you, watch this again. That's not the words of the song. Now, don't Google me now. Don't be Googling now. Stop. Do that th this afternoon. Do your deep theological research to check me out after. Stay with me because I want to point. Do you remember what the what the dwarfs what the dwarfs did? Like what their what their business was? Their, the dwarfs were in a business. They had a they had an enterprise. They were they were miners, right? And it, it, here's the picture. They're in the mine, and they're singing their little song. And, and you, can, you can look up the lyrics to the song, which some of you will do. Not now. Stop that. Don't be looking down at your phone. Stop it. Don't be Googling. No, I'm watching you. I can't keep my eyes on you. And they are leaving the mine. The workday is over, and the lyrics of the song are literally, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to home we go. Hmm. Now, there is, they do have later on, as one time they're going to work, they, they like make up their own words to the song. And there is, a, there is a place where they do sing, hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we go. And I want to point out that these seven little dwarfs were happy on the way to work and happy on the way home from work. And I don't want the dwarfs to be more spiritual than you. Because here it is. Don't be like the general flow of America. Hi-ho, oh, hi-ho, it's off to work, I owe. Your work, your labor on this Labor Day weekend is your ministry. It is as valid a ministry as anyone else is in this room. And you work for the glory of God. And you work to share the love of God. And you work for the Lord and for the rewards that he brings into your life. And that gives you a passion. And when you, have a, you spend so many hours at work, when you have a passion for work, it increases the value of your life because you spend so many hours at work. And it makes it a better season, which is what we're talking about in the seasons of life and living the best. So my prayer is that as we go through this Labor Day that you would have a real new love and, and really see the value of what you do. And so we're going to pray and we're going to ask for the Lord 
to, uh, to just release us into ministry. Uh, some of you will be off this weekend, you, but some of you are working. Uh, on Labor Day, you're actually laboring. Policemen are laboring. Healthcare workers are laboring. Donut shops, I hope they're laboring. I hope somebody has some donuts. Because police are working on that day. Okay, we're going to pray, okay? Is that, let's make a hard right to prayer. Let's uh, close. Let's stand together. Can we do that? Let's close our eyes. Let's open our hearts. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come and just prepare their hearts to pray for you. If you came today looking for a miracle, God knows that. And there's a miracle in the house, and it has your name on it. And we'd like you to receive all that God has for you. I'd like to make an invitation for every single person in the room, from the very front of the room to the very back, the last seat. From the far right-hand side to the far left-hand side, I'd like to make an invitation for every person to open your heart, your life, your soul wide to the person of Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord. I'm going to lead in a prayer of invitation. And some will be inviting the presence of God into their life committing their lives to Christ for the first time, some for the first time in a long time. Others, we open our heart regularly to Jesus Christ. But my prayer is, my invitation is, that every single person, you don't have to be good enough. You don't have to work your way to this moment. You just have to understand your Father in heaven is good enough. He sent his only Son to hang on a cross to, observe, to absorb all of your sin, all of your shame. He died and he rose again. And he's knocking right now. He's knocking. He's knocking at your heart's door. And all you have to do is open it. So here's our prayer. Out loud, because God loves to hear all of our voices. This is a community prayer we pray with everyone. I pray you'll pray it not just from your head, but from your heart as we lift our voice now and pray to our Heavenly Father, saying, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name because I need you in my life. And I open my heart, my soul, my life to Jesus Christ. I turn away from my sins, and I turn towards you, Lord, to receive your forgiveness, your love, your grace, your mercy, and your power. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Help me to follow Jesus every day of my life. For the glory of God, I pray. Hallelujah, 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 amen. That's a good prayer. Yes, we affirm that prayer. We affirm, yes, we affirm that prayer. We do. Now, look this way. Our prayer team is here to pray for anyone that's making a commitment or a recommitment of their life, to pray for whatever need you have, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, your job, whatever it is, we're here to pray with you. This is a very important, the most important part of our gathering. Because the power of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are released as we pray. And I'd like to invite you in a moment to come and let our prayer team pray with you. Also, if you'd like to receive today Holy Communion, the bread and the cup of the Lord are available on the right-hand side and the left-hand side. We just ask you to re remember, think about Jesus. Be remembering Jesus. Remember that he died on the cross. He went into the tomb and he rose from the dead and is present in this meeting right here, right now and fellowship with Jesus in the communion. You don't have to be a member of this church.
to receive communion or to receive prayer, just a friend, a follower of Jesus, and all of this grace is available for you. If you've been here this morning as a, as a new person, welcome, welcome, welcome. We'd like to invite you to come back. We, if you've never had the opportunity yet to stop by our VIP room, you are our VIP today. And it's back on the left-hand side. We'd like to gift you. We'd like to greet you. And we'd like you just to stop by there just for a few moments. And I'm going to pray a prayer now of blessing. And after this prayer, there's, there's no other benediction. The worship team is just going to begin to worship and lead people in worship. You can worship with them. You can come for prayer and receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can receive communion and the grace that comes with communion. And just receive from the Lord, and, and then you can go with the grace of God. As I pray for this blessing, I'm going to open my hands towards heaven. I invite you to close your eyes and also open your hands towards heaven. This is an outward sign of what we're doing inwardly. We're opening our lives to God, to Jesus Christ. And I pray that the Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will come upon you. You are a beloved child of the Most High God. You have more value than you could ever imagine. And right now, the Holy Spirit is trying to speak that into your soul. Your life matters to God. Your work matters to God. And I pray that the Lord will bless you in your labor and in your leisure. I pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you with his wisdom, his love. I pray that you will glorify God. I pray that more people will come into the family of God because of your life. I bless you in the strong and the mighty, majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very, very blessed. And all of God's people say together, amen. Let's give the Lord an ovation. Come on, an ovation of praise. We love you so very much. And we invite you to come forward for prayer and come forward for communion and just receive from the Lord. Worship team, please lead us into just the things of God. Hallelujah.